monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and happy Halloween. Welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature Joey G. And joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. Hello, how are you, love? Good, how are you? I'm I I'm pretty good. I'm a little sleepy. I feel like most of these shows start off with me saying I'm a little sleepy. My eyes hurt. I'm but sorry, I have my eye eyes drops. Hurt. I have my delicious diet Pepsi. I brought good spirits with me tonight. Tis the season. A little whiskey spirit. He drinks the whiskey drink. She drinks the <laughs> vodka drink. She drinks the lager drink. I don't really drink vodka. She drinks the cider drink. Do you or do you not sing the songs that remind you of the good times? I do do that. Do you or do you not sing the songs that remind you of the better times? Yes. Oh, Danny boy, Danny boy, Danny boy. Well, now that we've been knocked down and got back up again, let's get right into our program. Our program. Uh, It is is Spooktober. It is the end of Spooktober when you're listening to this. It is the day before Halloween, assuming you listen to it right on the day it comes out. Uh, And that means it was time for a Halloween Spooktacular, which is just code for more than one movie. Yes, we did a versus. Versus. And I, I pretty much got to pick this one. You did. You picked it. So thank it. you for You're that. You're very welcome. We, picked, we got to watch two good movies. We'll see. We'll we shall see. see. Uh, we watched The Hills Have Eyes, the Wes Craven original, and, and the um, Alexander Aja remake. 2006. From 2006. Uh, so if you've never listened to the show before, we are going to go through in detail and recap everything that happens in these movies, hopefully in a humorous fashion. Um, and then we will talk about what we like, what we didn't like, etc., etc. But if you have not seen the movies and you don't wish to have any spoilers, spoilers will abound throughout. Uh, yes. Yes. And also, if you haven't seen the movies, we should point out uh, content warnings for uh, discussions of violence, gore, rape, uh, rape se- sexual violence of multiple kinds. Um, right. Uh, there's a dead dog. Fires. <laughs> fires. I don't know if we need to include fires. But yeah, mostly for, you know, violence and sexual violence in, per- in particular. Yes. So, with uh, without any further ado then, would you, is there anything you want to say before I launch into the the recap of the yes. first film? Let's roll the trailer. Good, good thinking. Good remembering. Good Hit job. It, Joey. They wanted to see something different, but something different saw them first. The Hills Have Eyes. Mister, don't take your family back in that area. The silver has been gone for 40 years now. Besides, there's nothing back in there but animals. A lot. The old creep told you not to get off the road. What began as a vacation ended as a nightmare. Be hell to pay now. What was that? She thought she knew what the world was all about. 
But nothing prepared her for this. The hills have eyes. Oh, you go with my baby. Get out of my way, bitch. A mother fighting for her child loses it in the worst possible way. I hit him with a tire iron and I split his face wide open. That was a bad mistake. I come back for you later, Curly. Why are you doing this? The story of an American family who lost everything except the will to survive. Murdered, raped, burned, but not beaten. The Hills Have Eyes, the story of one family's refusal to die. I'm going to get those animals. The Hills Have Eyes, a night of terror, a day of vengeance where no one was spared. No one. Kill them, babe! Kill me! They fought back. Anything was a weapon. A family dog to the family car. It's working! The Hills Have Eyes. The most shocking, terrifying film you will ever see by Wes Craven, writer and director of The Last House on the Left. The hills have eyes. The lucky ones died first. I like those old school trailers. Spooky. Spooktacular. I didn't watch it. That's why I don't know. I watched the first 30 seconds of it before I downloaded it. And you're like, it's a good one. I was like, that's a gooder. The old trailers are really good. So much better. Modern trailers suck. Modern they, trailers a lot of the time like show you the whole movie and the twist. You're like, I what the fuck? Why would I even watch this now? They show you a completely different movie because you watch the movie and you're like, wow, they sold a completely different movie and it also too. sucked. Yeah. Anyway, the hills have eyes. We open on a ramshackle. This is Day rain. Parade. That can't make sense. A, a ramshackle rain. Oh, ruin! Day I'm an idiot. Parade. Why would it be a ramshackle? What's ramshackle day? Isn't that a song? The Macy's Day Parade. No, it's the Macy's Day Parade. Oh, I thought it was Ramshackle. The song is literally called... It doesn't matter. We open on a Ramshackle ruin that looks like most of Caroline, Alberta. Kurt Browning country. Spent a lot of time out in that area. If you've ever been there, that's what this shitty gas station looks like. It looks like Caroline, Alberta. The mountains, the hills don't. Well, they're not in the hills yet. Oh, right. So, apologies to the residents of Caroline, Alberta. Not because of what I said, but because you have to live in Caroline, Alberta. An old farmer drinks the whiskey drink and mutters... Hey, look at me. I'm drinking the whiskey drink. Are you muttering to yourself while a freak show woman is talking? Yes. Okay. So, uh, what does that make me? So, this old farmer <laughs> man, who's not actually a farmer, but I called him the old farmer. I think I end up calling him Farmer Bob later. It doesn't matter. He's not a farmer. Um, no, I know. He runs, he runs a, a gas, gas station. station. <laughs> He's an old man. Oh, he does have a little piggy. He does kind of That's look like... That's probably why you thought he was a farmer. Old McDonald. If you own a pig, you are a farmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's muttering to himself as a woman who wants to trade with him. Uh, and he refers to... He refuses to her. Hmm? Wow, that sentence isn't good at all. An old farmer drinks the whiskey drink and mutters as a woman who wants to trade uh, with him talks. And he refuses to trade uh, because he's tired of her people making trouble. He's out. 
He's had enough. He's out of the deal. It turns out, though, that this mysterious girl, whose name we to learn is Ruby, wants to escape from the area with the farmer. Because he says he's leaving. She wants to go with him. He's like, take me with you. Exactly. Take like Mother Boy. You. Just then, a tacky suburban couple with some wretched, vicious dogs in a camper van featuring young people en route to... Uh, this is to V. Are they going to Virginia? No, they're LA. Going Los Angeles. They're going to Los Angeles. Going to LA. Oh. On the route to LA, they pull up at the farmer's gas station. Farmer Bob wants the yuppies to ship out, skip out on their plan. Don't do what they're going to do. They were going to head into the hills and look for an old silver mine, but uh, it's a movie, so they're not going to listen. Say lovey. He's like, don't go. Into He's like, I wouldn't hills. go in there. There's nothing in there. Don't take your family in there, you fucking idiot. But Papa, out. Papa Yuppie, he yells at his he's annoying... He's an ass. Oh, he sucks. I was like, this guy super sucks. The, like, de- definition of toxic masculinity. Oh, yeah, he sucks. Sucks. So Papa Yupster, he yells at his annoying family. To be fair, his family is also very annoying. But he yells they're at his not, family for fussing about... A little bit annoying. Uh, while they're lost uh, in a nuclear testing site. And then these Air Force jets go overhead... And Pop swerves to dodge a rabbit, you know, because oh, yeah. he's an idiot. He's like, oh, can I hit that bunny? Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't hit bunnies, but... And then they crash into a bush. But it means that they die. Stranded. They're stranded now. They crash into a bush. He sees a rabbit and goes, oh, and then goes off the road and they hit a bush. And, like, wrecks his axle. Yeah. Uh, so then we find out that he's a racist, fascist cop pig. And I look forward to his imminent demise. Me too. So, uh, the family station wagon's axle is broken, and Papa and Son arm themselves to the teeth. They have guns. Uh, while D. Wallace chain smokes and deals with a tarantula uh, while they're being watched by hill people. Fun fact, the tarantula uh, wasn't originally going to be a part of the movie. But, but they, you just impressed them in the audition? They just like... <laughs> found it and they were like hey we could use this for the movie and they just like caught it and kept it in a terrarium until they could use it given that watching this movie i'm like this movie cost them a dollar and a half so yeah. if they found a fucking production value spot they're like sweet use it yeah uh so uh, mustache yuppie uh, chooses that he will hike seven miles north to attempt to get cd re- cb radio uh, reception while papa opts to walk back to farmer bob's service station Mustache Yuppie is the son-in-law of Ma and Pa Yuppie. Right. Uh, Mama insists on prayer. What a bunch of dopes. Who are the real mutants? So Am we, I right? So we haven't said everyone in the family. Yeah, there's Mama and Papa. Mama, Papa, brother, sister. Yeah. And another sister. Yeah. With baby. Yeah. And her husband. Yes. There we go. Uh, they all have names, though. You, yes, I know yes. you come up with names. There's Mama and Papa. <laughs> Very clever. Mustache. Who's mustache? He's Doug. He's the brother, the son-in-law. Oh, okay. He's mustache. Uh, anyway, Blondie, uh, who, by the way, is sort of like the dumb female. Typical. Classic, right? She lets the dog escape, who immediately Idiot. bolts off into the fucking hills. So the dogs are, there's two German shepherds. Oh, Their names are Beauty and Beast. Which I think is great. that's such a cute name combo for these dogs. You fucked up? I made a mistake, but we're going to just go back and pretend I didn't. Okay. So. <clears throat> uh, the blondie yuppie lets the dogs out. That's what you fucked up on? Uh, much to the chagrin of shorts yuppie, who chases <laughs> after. her brother. 
Yes, and I'm sure this is all fine. We call him Shorts Yuppie because his shorts. Are he had very on short. Look, I have seen and worn some fucking shorts in my time. These shorts. Mm, boy. Anyway, Shorts Yuppie ha- hears the telltale sounds of dogs being killed by hill people, as we've all heard before, one obviously. Dog. Just one, Shut one up. dog, actually. And he decides, I better go investigate. Good thinking, Encyclopedia Brown. Uh, so he uh, he climbs up the rocks, the, specifically the rocks where Kirk fought the Gorn, and he finds his dog. Is it actually? No, it just looks exactly like the oh. place where Kirk fought the Gorn. It, I mean, it could be. It's probably in California near L.A. Uh, anyway, he uh, he kind of runs away when he sees his dead dog, and he takes a bit of a tumble. And night falls. First shorts fall. The shorts Wait, don't did fall, he but see, he fell. Did he find the dog? Yeah, he said he found his dead dog, and he got scared, and he got skeert. And then he took a tumble. Remember, he fell off the mountain. Yeah. Night falls, and uh, Mama seems slightly more concerned about D. Wallace cussing than the fact that her son Shorts is still missing. Yeah, I was like, this doesn't seem realistic to me. Yeah. So Blondie goes off in search of Shorts, but she found him. Well done, Blondie. But Shorts isn't feeling chatty. He's had some trauma. And he doesn't tell anybody. He doesn't want to frighten them. No. He takes on too much of a burden. Because the father, asshole d- dad, papa, was like, son, you're in charge because you're the man. Nobody else. Even though you're younger than all these other ladies. You're the man. They're women folk. What could they do? <laughs> we shall see. Farmer, oh, so papa arrives at Farmer Bob's to find it completely deserted. Oh, this one is funny. While trying to use the phone, he is startled by someone. It's okay, it's Farmer's Bob. Farmer's Bob. It's Farmer Bob. He's trying to hang himself, but Papa stops him and calls him an idiot. He's like, get down from there, you idiot. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, he thought Papa was someone else, and so he decided to hang himself, which I'm like, oh, that's ominous. Who could it be? So Farmer Bob, we're about to find out, because Farmer Bob delivers an exposition speech about how mutant children, uh, he had a mutant son who burnt his other daughter alive and bit the heads off chickens, and so he took this kid out into the desert and abandon him, and then he, but it didn't take, so this kid, he reckons this kid stole himself a woman, raised himself a pack of Family. feral kids of his own. A regular American dream situation. <laughs> At the climax of the tale, one of the feral folk bursts through and grabs Farmer Bob through the window, and then they beat him to death with a crowbar and leave his, his corpse to frighten Pops. Right. Just beat him. So Pops goes a chase in one of those hill folk, but his bum ticker starts acting up. He has a, this man has a bad heart. Right. Uh, and uh, this is HP. Who's HP? Oh, Hill Person, right, of course. And the Hill Person gets the drop on him, taking his gun and signaling the other Hill people with a walkie-talkie. Wasn't he just in the back of the car? Or is that the remake? That's the remake. So anyway, he gives him the signal. It's time to get started. So the least fucky looking of all the hill people is guiltily eating some dog when the matriarch Poor of the dog, yeah, it was beauty. When the matriarch of the hill people, whom I called Mama June, because she reminded me of Honey Boo Boo's mom. Oh, honey. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck that lady and fuck this hill person. Uh, she emerges and scolds her son for not being fucky enough. Also, that's such an old reference. Whatever. We're watching an old movie. I sang a Chumbawamba song at the beginning of this podcast. Wow. I also referenced the Baja Men's Who Let the Dogs Out. We are a product of the 90s. Nobody listens to this program expecting, like, 
searing social commentary or up-to-date references. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, she scolds him for not being fucky enough. Cut to furry hill person stuffing a rag or a squirrel or something into Pops' throat and nailing him to something right through the palms like Jesus. Yeah, that, like, that was a good effect. I was yeah. like, ooh. But like I was writing me. a note and so I didn't see what it was he stuffed into his throat. I assume it was a rag, but it could have been a squirrel because... You like to imagine it was a I squirrel? I like to imagine it was a squirrel. The poor squirrel. What did he ever do to you? He was born. <laughs> so, um, D and Mustache... Oh, yeah... Eventually, Stash comes back from his sojourn and uh, leave their babby with um, Mama and uh, Blondie. Right, and he found nothing. He didn't find nothing, yeah. And so, um, D. Wallace and Stash start to fucking in the station wagon. Right, what the hell? Like, you're married with a baby. So you gotta bang when you can. You're just gonna sleep when you can. Maybe maybe that's just us. Maybe other people have healthy sex lives. I I guarantee... You. It's not just us. What are you saying? We never banged when we had babies? Oh my god, Joey, can you stop? You if we had so a station personal. wagon... <laughs> we, just, we have an improper vehicle. Anyway, meanwhile, while they are mid-coitus, Michael Berryman siphons off gas from their car. Oh yeah, that looked gross. So you just <laughs> spit it out. Well, that's how you siphon gas. You can't swallow it. What? You like the smell of gas. Just a little bit. <laughs> Weird gas huffing freak no. uh shorts then hears dogs a barking in the distance and goes out to investigate he's not a great he doesn't have a great track record when it comes to looking for dogs uh he, but it turns he keeps out trying yeah that's right but this time it wasn't even a dog he heard it was the michael winslow of hill people luring him away from the camper that's another old reference michael winslow is the sound effects man from the police academy movies oh my god mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, Shorts gets locked out of the RV. Oops. And he wants back in because the alternative is sitting outside listening to his sister, listening to sta- his brother-in-law rail his sister. Mm. So he like knocks on the window and is like, um, can you guys stop and give me the keys to the RV? I need to go back inside where there isn't someone banging my sister, please. <laughs> Thank you. But it turns out that Michael Berryman Hill person is inside the RV. Yeah. How'd he get in? He's inside the whole time. He's stealing meat. He's stealing canned goods, and somehow he's not waking up Ma, Blondie, or the baby. He so wants that's good. the baby, though. Well, we don't know that yet, but well, he mostly know. wants the canned goods, and he sees the baby. We we it's foreshadowed. It's been foreseen. So short starts to have like weird cries because his acting is not the best. So he, I said, through some weird tears, tells Stash and D Wallace about how the littlest yuppie died. Oh yeah, he was not. <laughs> A great actor. He wasn't the best. In this movie. And then, shit breaks bad. Shit hits the fan. Pops is apparently on fire. They they nailed him to this cactus thing and they lit him on fire. Like 50 feet away from the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Stash... 50 feet or yards, what would you say? Yards. Yards. So Stash dashes off away. alongside Ma and Shorts in time to see their, their paw nailed to a cactus get burned to death. They're all just like, oh, darn. Meanwhile, back in the trailer. And the mom starts like laughing hysterically because she can't mm-hmm. cope with what she's just seen. Yeah. So then back in the trailer, Afro Hill person eats a bird and interrupts Michael Berryman Hill person who was raping Blondie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Poor Blondie. So then Afro and Michael Berryman throw down 
And then Afro climbs on, and uh, we cut to the fire brigade, who is now extra crispy. Yeah, upsetting shit. Yeah, but very, I thought very well done. It was well done, I found... I didn't find it gratuitous. It wasn't gratuitous. I found it, like, it, it didn't make it in any way sexy, because that's a huge problem whenever there's a sexual violence scene that's made somewhat... To be titillating, titillating and yeah. this is not that. No, and um, it's it's more like suggested that you don't. Yeah, really you don't really see anything. See anything which you hear her screaming. That's yeah. About it. Uh, so yeah, um, Stash thinks he needs some water and whiskey. That'll do the. Tr- oh yeah, because they they put the fire out and they're just like, quick, get him some water and whiskey. Yeah, that'll do the trick. You fucking weird looking seventies idiot. <laughs> Shorts vows to avenge his dickhead father. He is also an idiot. He's done shit all in the He's like, I'm gonna save you. I'm gonna avenge you, father. Uh, Afro Hill person is trying to steal the babby. So D. Wallace attacks him. And then uh, the Afro Hill person shoots Ma right in the tummy. And D. Wallace right in the fucking head. Yeah, it's pretty pretty brutal. Yeah, and ultimately Afro and Michael Berryman steal the babby. And then they ch- fucking cheese it out of there. They tell Blondie they're coming back for her later. So Stash uh, tends to his dead wife. Uh, and critically injured mother-in-law before he goes out in the night and declares that he wants his baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. He wants so his baby back, baby back, baby back, Joey. baby back. You are firing. Chili's baby back ribs. Chili's has joined the Dark Order. The surviving dog. Remember, there's two dogs, and one of them is still alive. Yes, yeah, so surviving he's dog. Still alive. Yeah, I, I called him the littlest hobo. The Aww. littlest hobo proves to be the only competent member of the entire family. <laughs> yes. And he literally knocks one of the hill people who was covered in feathers. So I called him appropriation hill person, even though he's not really. It's not really appropriation. He just had feathers on. Right. But it's funny to call him that. He knocks him off of a cliff like fucking road runner. He then takes the walkie-talkie. That's a good boy right there. <laughs> it's like. That's like, a good boy. Like he's a good boy. Yeah, he's a good boy. Rin Tin Tin. Fucking littlest hobo. Littlest hobo. Back at Hill Person's central office, the Hill Person patriarch is being creepy. And the Hill people are discussing their plans to eat the baby. Get in my belly! Good. <laughs> I'm gonna... Remember? I'm gonna eat your baby. Remember Fat Bastard yes, from Austin Powers? I remember Fat Bastard from Austin Powers. Pretty funny. He then is menacing. And he I didn't m- eat any corn. I didn't have any corn. Gross. He then menaces Afro Hill person for not killing all the yuppies as he was instructed. See? Fucking kids don't listen to their parents. So stressful. Yes. Meanwhile, back at murder camper, Shorts goes all dirty hairy and shoots through the door of the camper. It was the littlest hobo outside, you stupid prick. But he didn't... The dog's yeah. fine. He is fine. And now they have a, a walkie-talkie. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> so, um... HPP. Who's that? Which hill person is he? Daddy? Oh, hill person patriarch, right. The, the papa yeah. of all... Hill, hill person patriarch shouts at papa's corpse, swearing vengeance for the loss of his son. The Birdman of Hilcatraz, because he had feathers on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that the Birdman mm-hmm, of Hilcatraz yeah. was funny. Uh, when will the killing stop? <laughs> Not for a while, probably. <laughs> I was having a very good time at this point. <laughs> uh, wait, pers- wait, wait, we, we forgot to mention when the mom and daughter get killed, like, with the gun and they run off. Yeah. The son, Shorts 
goes into the trailer and we just hear him go, oh man, <laughs> like like someone just like ate his cereal or something. I mean, yeah, his reaction is maybe not what you'd expect. I mean, look, I think part of it is that this movie was cost zero dollars. It looks very bu- low budgety. His acting isn't any worse than a lot of like grindhouse movies. But yes, the delivery of that line when he discovers their corpses. We burst out laughing. Yeah, because guy goes, "Oh man!" Oh, my. But like, I think he's so supposed funny. to be distraught. Like, but the, the, yeah, he comes across very just like, "Ah, oh, gee, Willikers." Anyway, wish that didn't happen. Uh, Hill person patriarch reckons that Stash will come a looking for the babby, and he's got himself a plan. Then I sat on the remote and we had to resume the movie because <laughs> I accidentally turned it off. Remember? Yeah, it was. It, I think your exact words were, oh, you idiot! I was like, it's not that big of a deal. You You were pretty mad. I think because I was at this point, I was having a hard time staying awake. I was like, (laughs) I just want this to be over. (laughs) Shorts thinks he's raised the Air Force on the CB radio until he realizes that it was actually Michael Berryman fucking with him. I will say the Hill hill people fucking with them is very menacing. And, like... Um, but it was menacing in like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 kind of way where like I also found it very funny but I'm like yeah, yeah these guys are scary but like that was fun that was a great scene yeah it was it more like comparing it to the remake quickly it was menacing in a more subtle way and there's not... nothing subtle about the remake no but <laughs> I enjoyed the subtlety of the menacing I did too I really menacing. liked the hill people in this movie yeah uh, hill person patriarch runs on ahead wait Okay, no. So, uh, they've gone off, they have a plan, they're going to try and kill the rest of these people, right? So Hill Person Patriarch runs on a little bit ahead, uh, which leaves Michael Berryman behind to be ambushed by the littlest hobo. Seriously, that dog is the only one in this movie who is worth a shit. He's super smart. Yeah! That's he, like, clears out his Achilles tendon. It's a good boy! But he deserves a treat or a bone. It's a real good boy. So then um, Hill Person Patriarch comes back to try and shoot at the dog. Somehow he misses him at point blank and littlest hobo gets away. And uh, but Michael Berryman's leg is hella fucked. So the patriarch radios back to camp and tells Afro to kill the babby. But Ruby, again the least fucky of the hill people, has outfoxed him and switched the babby with a pig. And she R U N N O F T. So Ruby then. Didn't they eat the pig? We eat pig all the time. Yeah, but that was a cute little pig. I'll huff and puff and blow their ass down. Oh. Yo-ho, blow your house down. Uh, so Ruby returns the babby to Stash. And then she, like, <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons him. She's like, get out of here. Get- <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, the dumbest thing I've ever written. I wrote, and Harry and the Hendersons him. Back at the RV, Shorts and Blondie uh, prop Corpse Ma up in a lawn chair. I guess they're going to pull the old weekend at Bernie's on these hill fuckers. Right pretend she's alive you know mm-hmm. michael berryman crawls after the littlest hobo who rips his fucking throat out seriously this dog is amazing the littlest fucking hobo's secret original fucking secret original origin oh yeah this is the origin story of the littlest hobo <laughs> yeah that's what i wrote that's funny i like that so blondie decides to step up despite being through horrible trauma seeing her mother and sister murdered and being raped by not one but two fucking hill people, people decides all right it's time for me to step up and she sets a fucking home alone trap and snares the hill person patriarch but shorts stalls the station wagon because he's, he's a fucking idiot, idiot. 
And they have to, they're using the station wagon to like reel him in like a fishing line, which was pretty cool. Right. Uh, and then they have to go to Plan B. So they rig the RV to blow at the smithereens when Hill Person Patriarch opens the door. Shorts, who, as a reminder, is an idiot, decides to go in up close and confirm the kill. Brilliant. Uh, naturally, this leads to him getting suplexed by the Hill Person Patriarch, but it's Blondie to the rescue and she offs the motherfucker. Yeah, Blondie. She rad. She, she rad. She Meanwhile, did. up in them thar she's hills. She's the second best member of the family. She's the only other useful person. The dog, then yeah, Blondie. Yeah, it's the little hobo and Blondie. So meanwhile, up in them thar hills, Afro Hill person is chasing little fucky and Stash. And uh, little fucky hides with the babby. And Stash and Afro are playing hide and seek. I forgot to mention there's another hill person who I call little fucky. Right. Uh... Ruby lures Afro away enough that Stash can leave his perch and tackle Afro, who has gone after the babby. Little Fucky thinks fast and snares a rattlesnake and makes it bite Afro. Little Fucky is Ruby, I decided. That's what it was. I changed, like, halfway through and started calling her Little Fucky, I think because I forgot her name was Ruby. <laughs> anyway, so she thinks fat, fat, she thinks fat. <laughs> But she acts globally. She grabs a rattlesnake, makes it bite Afro. So little fucky is now tied with Blondie for the second best. She has the second most kills. Uh, and yeah, then Stash Ruby. finishes Afro off with a blade. And, and it ends right it there. So as soon as he kills abruptly. the bad guy, it ends. I will say I did not like the abrupt ending. I was fine with it. I get you're fine with it. Um, but it just, it just didn't seem to like have a reason for it to be that abrupt. I just didn't like it at all. I feel like it felt like a lot of Grindhouse movies end like that, though. Like, yeah, the point of like, watching it was over. No, but I find out, like, a lot of Grindhouse movies that end, um, end abruptly, you're still, like, satisfied by that ending. This one, I was They killed not. all the hill people. I know. I was satisfied. But you didn't get to hold baby. I don't eh, know. whatever. That baby could do better. So, I guess that Wes Craven had an alternative ending... Um, which was actually used in the remake that was like a little bit more wrapped up and a bit wholesome. But he wanted this ending because he felt like um, then it, Ruby's looking at him with disgust and the, the tables are kind of turned a bit. I didn't Doesn't really come get across that. At all. Maybe if that had come across, the abrupt ending would, wouldn't, wouldn't have bothered me so much. The ending didn't bother me, but I do think that if Wes Craven thought we were supposed to like look at how Stash is like brutally killing this guy with a knife and think, oh, who are the real monsters? He's an idiot, because we'd all be like, well, obviously the fucky hill people who, st who stole and tried to eat his baby are the bad people. Yeah. Dumb fuck. It's a fucking revenge... It's a, it's literally a rape revenge movie, and we're supposed to, like, be upset by him killing the bad guy? Come on, Wes. Get it together. Yeah, that's why I just had a bit of a problem with the ending. Um, got some other fun facts about this movie. Do you want to talk about whether we liked it first? Yeah, sure. So, I was sort of surprised, because I ended up really liking it. I thought it was great. Uh, it was the, it was low budget, but low budget in a way that I really liked. I thought the Hill people in particular were fucking awesome. They all had so much personality and were so cool. Yeah, I agree. I really liked the backstory that the Hill people got. Um, it made them make mm -hmm. a little bit more sense about why they are the way they are. Well, and it made me think of the Devil's Rejects, right? Because in the, we always sort of assume that the Devil's Rejects are largely based on like the, the family from Texas Chainsaw. And I guess to some extent they are, but like I got way more of... Firefly family vibes from the Hill People than I do from the, the family in Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Oh, I you know I didn't think of that when I saw it, but you're totally right. The family Thank dynamic, you. 
is a bit more fleshed out in the Hill Divide. Mm-hmm. And Texas Chainsaw, it's not a fleshed out yeah. um, family at all. The family all. dynamic is fleshed out in this version of the Hill Divide. Yes. It is not in the movie we're going to talk about next, but tell us some facts. Yes. So, um, Wes Craven, you love this. Okay. It was based on a true story. Okay, now let me ask you a question. Was it based on a true story, or was it inspired by a story he read and then came up with an idea for a movie? Because I hate when they say based on a true story, like yeah, the Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. It's more like, I read about Ed Gein and thought of an idea for a thing. That no. is not based it on is, a true story. Craven was inspired by right. the Sonny Bean legend. Um, he was the leader of a wild Scottish clan, murdered and ate a bunch of people in the Middle Ages. I'm sorry. So this is not even inspired by a true story. This is inspired by a fucking legend. Well, apparently the legend's true. No, that's why it's a legend. If it was true, it wouldn't be a legend. But apparently it's true. Uh, you can't just say apparently like that's somehow evidence. Wes Craven believed it. That's good enough for me. Wes Craven treats objects like women, man. What is he with the references tonight? I'm tired. Um, so Janice Blythe, I might be saying that name wrong, who played Ruby, got the role based on her speed. So the casting um, directors, they held sprints for the actresses. And they were told to race each other, and whoever was fastest got the rule. And cool. that was Janice Blythe, because they had to run a lot in the hills. <laughs> Interesting. Um, this is a fact that I am not so keen on. The dead dog was a real dead dog. So they didn't kill a dog, but in the county they acquired They went to Fish and Wildlife and said, you got dog. any dead dogs? And they said, yeah, we got a dead dog in the back. We got dead dogs for days. What do you want? And for? they used it in, in the movie. And I can see why that would upset you. It, it didn't bother me, but I can see why it would upset you. Yeah, seeing it, it's a split second that they that you see it. I'm glad that they don't linger on it, but I would have done better mm-hmm. not seeing it at all. Just like yeah. implying that the dog was dead. I didn't need to see a real dead dog with its actual guts out. It was upsetting. Yeah, I didn't. I can. I get that. It didn't bother me, but uh, I get that. I mean, they didn't kill the dog. They didn't. They kill put the it to dog. good use. If I was, if if I ever die and they want to use me in a movie, Joey. <laughs> that's fine by me. Um, Michael Berryman, who is Who's one of the hill people. He's, he's really the man tall. on the cover of the movie. Yeah, um, he was actually born with twenty six birth defects, and. One of the defects is a lack of sweat glands. Yes. So I didn't filming know that. this movie was hard. really dangerous for him. He was near heat stroke for a lot of it. Anytime it was in between takes, they had to cover him up and be super careful. Drink a lot of water. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was. That's interesting. Um, the small budget meant taking risks that the actors had to do all the stunts themselves. The explosive trailer. Oh yeah. None of the crew who rigged it up could reassure anyone that it was actually safe like it probably wasn't yeah they just told like, well, to keep our distance we put about 15 sticks of dynamite in that some bitch and we're gonna see that fucker fly and that's what i have for my mm-hmm. behind the scenes this was west craven's pits. second picture yeah and uh i think it's a vast improvement over his first picture which i wasn't a big fan of the last, the last house, house on the left i didn't like that one very much that one to me was very much a grindhouse rape revenge movie with delusions of art house I think Wes Craven often has that. I oh definitely, of of like the of the the auteur horror filmmakers, 
I'll be very honest, Wes Craven is by far my least oh, favorite. I have one more thing. Yeah. Um, Sam Raimi uh, paid homage to The Hills Have Eyes in his movie. So in, I didn't notice this in the movie, but in the, in the trailer, there's a Jaws poster hanging. Yeah. And Raimi saw this as a message. He took it to mean that Wes Craven was saying Jaws was just a pop horror movie. What I have here is real horror. So as a joke. I can see him thinking that. As a joke in response to that scene, Raimi put a ripped poster of The Hills Have Eyes <laughs> in Evil Dead to be like, now Evil Dead's the real one. That's funny. And to, so it says, not to be outdone, Craven responded by including a clip of Evil Dead in Nightmare on Elm Street. That's true. <laughs> I actually do like Wes Craven a lot, but of like the big ones, of like the, you know, your your um, your John Carpenters, your Toby Hoopers, your um, George Romero's, Craven is sort of my bottom of the barrel for those guys. I I like have you a like lot Scream. of nostalgia for Wes Craven because of the Scream I also franchise. Like so, but yeah, he definitely mm-hmm. I think had delusions of grandeur. But I really liked this movie a lot. Yeah, I really liked it too. It was. I loved the the bad guys. I thought you know the family. I was like, I'm happy that most of these people are going to die because they. Suck. I didn't care about the family at all in this. You one. didn't love shorts. Even like the Blondie I don't know. Was good. So the things that are that can be triggering for me in movies are like dead animals and um babies and kids stuff and neither of those upset me in this movie except for the actual dead dog Mm. but because i don't know why it's because the parents were the least maternal and paternal people of all time but you never got an impression for a second that either one of them gave a fuck about that baby it was just yeah so i didn't care (laughs) about the family they weren't very they weren't great they weren't bad i don't think but they weren't great but i do love the 70s and i loved all the the music in it well, and yeah that little you know, short shorts nicole if if we can hunt the animals and antelopes then there's no reason that a man and another man can't elope and if you feel like i feel i got the antidote nicole wave your pantyhose sing the chorus and it goes the trailer for the hills have eyes 2006 people that crossed this desert, they didn't know where they were. Yeah, I can, because neither do we. Hey, get up. Tell me again why we couldn't fly like normal people. Don't see too many travelers around here. Where are y'all headed? San Diego. You have a safe trip. year I am going to Cancun.
The Hills continue to have eyes. Uh, so this is the 2006 remake directed by Alexander Aja, who would go on to make other movies that I like. Like? Uh, Piranha 3D and Crawl. I loved Piranha 3D. Yeah, that was such Crawl. a fun movie. Crawl was fun. Yeah, me too. Uh, but this was early. This was uh, this might have been his first English movie. I'm not 100% sure. He made know. several French movies before. I think he's French. Anyway, um, <clears throat> uh, we start off with a cold open with hazmat folks in the desert get killed by hill people while catching unconvincing cgi fish then we cut to a much less cool retread of the opening credits from the dawn of the dead remake featuring what are, what's in those opening you mean credits the, the remake of dawn of the dead what did i say you just said dawn of the dead oh yeah the remake of dawn of the dead which had those cool like it the opening the credits Johnny... of dawn of the dead are rad it's like one of the best openings to any movie it's real, ever well i wouldn't go that far but it is very good it's like yeah, it's, it's got a uh, Johnny Cash song when the man playing comes around, right? yeah. over like horrific things happening. Yeah, it's really cool. And this is similar. This is very similar, but intercut with pictures of. Um. So we didn't know this at the time. We found this out today, and it's good that we didn't because it would have soured me like on the, the whole movie. The weakest part of it, I would have done been fine with that opening without this. Yeah. Um. It's just, it was quick flashes of. Uh, Photos of victims of the children who've been deformed by Agent Orange chemical. Yeah, so this movie is beginning by saying, oh yeah, we have all these nuclear tests in the United States. And uh, then they support that by showing a bunch of real photographs of people who were mutilated and deformed by Agent Orange. So, uh, yeah, which you I... may remember from the Vietnam War. So fuck that. That's yeah, fucking I... tasteless and shitty. Yeah, I like, we didn't know it when we saw no, we didn't. it. But it... Like, comparing real-life tra tragedy and trauma and comparing them to your stupid hill people in a movie is just really in poor taste. Yeah, and that's the beginning of the problem with this movie, I think, that in retrospect makes a lot more sense because they really lean in on the deformation from the nuclear radiation. But uh, anyway. Yeah, that's, it's pretty heavy-handed Oh, fuck movie. me, it sure is. Uh, so then, anyway, uh, we cut, we open on a gas station. Hmm... Farmer Bob, Farmer Light, he's like the original Farmer Bob, but he has half the calories. He's wandering around with a scatter gun in his abandoned nuclear test site. And sure enough, as before, Yuppie family arrives. They're all much less likable than they were in the 70s, with the exception of Pops, who's played by uh, Ted Levine, who played Buffalo Bill in Sounds of the Lambs, and I've always liked that guy. Yeah, so when I first saw this movie, I probably saw it around when it came out. Um, I As soon as I... I didn't recognize him right away, but as soon as I heard his voice, it's like, that's Buffalo Bill. Yeah. He will always just be Buffalo Bill to me, no matter what role he plays. Yeah. That he, like, traumatized me as a child with Buffalo Bill. 
So basically the same exact stuff happens, uh, only this time everything's much more foreboding and there's lots of these like point of view shots of the hill people and it's all very like, ooh, tension. Also this time Farmer Bob is a bad hombre. So in the first movie, Farmer Bob is mostly there for exposition, but he ends up saying that like he had a son who was fucked, who was a fucky and he was really big and he fucking burned his sister and stole a woman and was left off in them thar hills. Right. This time around, Farmer Bob is not a blood relative. He's actually just a fucking dickhole who's been helping the hill people catch people. And then they bring him a duffel bag full of stuff that he can sell. Yeah, they like steal their money yeah. and stuff. And that's what his like, cut of it is. Yeah, so I don't know why that's cooler than his backstory from the first movie, but that's what they went for here. Uh, so this time, there's no swerving to dodge a rabbit. This time, um, the the hill, hill people, people built a spike, somehow built a spike belt that was remote controlled out in the fucking hills. So I first thought was, okay, how how did they build that? I guess he could have ordered it for them, but whatever, it doesn't matter. No, it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, this and in 2000, it's 2006 now. Times have changed. Shorts is now baggy jeans, skate jeans. Uh, but once again, he bounds off into the hills after them hounds run amok. He's also played by Dan Bird, um, who I love as an actor. I've seen him in a bunch of things. I think he's fine. He was okay in this. He's cute. Okay. He's a cute little actor. Okay. He was on um, that show you liked. Cougar, Cougar Town. Cougar Town, yeah. yeah. Didn't he have a baby with Busy Phillips in that show? Oh, I never finished it. Maybe. Could have sworn that she... I don't. I don't know. Anyway, uh, this in 2006, Mustache, who, you know, was a nerd, but he was just like, he was a decent guy. This time, he's a fucking douchebag yeah. who was ogling 2006 Blondie and just being an asshole and giving like cigarettes his, to his fucking... sister-in-law, he's yeah, ogling her. Yeah, he fucking sucks. And he's just like, fuck my sister, here, have a cigarette, little boy. I'm like, this guy sucks. So in my head, I was going, oh, maybe they're going to, like switch things around maybe he'll get off i know i was like and i hope he big dies. sis will survive and we'll see what happens you know but it stuck pretty close to the oh it stuck very close uh so pops and d-bag go off for help again the dogs are u-n-n-o-f-t baggy pants tells his mom that she's obs i wrote this baggy pants tells his mom she's obsessed with cock and they all have a good laugh what the fuck the way he said it was funny. They're all sitting around, his two sisters and him and their mom, and she keeps worrying about rattlesnakes, and he goes, boy, I wonder what Freud would make of your obsession with snakes, mom. And they all go laugh, and I'm just like, you don't fucking tell your mom she's obsessed with dick. Okay. Would so you tell your mom she was cock crazy? I wouldn't say it like that. Would you say, oh, mom, Freud would have a field day with that. You would never imply even okay, Joey, that your mom loved this dick. This 2006. You're living in the 70s right now. I don't... It's not a clever thing to say, young woman. It's... You know, you, missy. Fine. You know what? When we go to your parents on Saturday, I want you to subtly imply that your mom is dick mad and no, see how that goes. No, I say to my mom, but maybe their family dynamic is different. She's a prayer mom. A prayer mom. Anyway. Events, prayer mom who likes dick. Events continue exactly as before. Beauty's dead. Baggy pants is sad. But this time, a hill person stole his red sweater. Presumably so we'd be able to remember which one was, was Ruby. Ruby. Also, um, Baggy Pants takes a tumble and gets knocked the fuck out. Uh, the, uh, the Hill people are much, much, much fuckier looking this time around. And one of them appears to be cosplaying as a droog from Clockwork Orange. He has a fucking top hat and everything, or bowler hat. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, so let's just start with this. I hate the way the Hill people look in this movie. Really? They look awful. They, look, the effects are great. Greg Nicotero did a good job. Yeah, I thought it was they great. They suck. 
they just look like monsters. They completely get away with like the crazy hill people family, and now they're literally mutant monsters. See, they have no personality apart from hats. Go ahead. I really enjoyed the remake with the hill people having a backstory. I didn't mind that they were just monsters in the remake. They didn't have a backstory in this. No, that was fine though. I think it worked for the the remake. I disagree. Uh, but that's okay. Um, douchebag finds a crater full of cars, which I thought was a nice touch. They're like, hey, this is weird. What's all these cars with all this cool town? stuff in it? It's like a fake little town. No, he doesn't find the town. He just finds all these cars, which we obviously go, oh, that's all the previous people who that they have captured and killed, and this is where I they dump they their were vehicles. The same crater. No. I thought it was just like no, farther no, no. down the crater. This was a was totally different town. place. This is because they went the other way, and he finds the crater where they put all the cars oh. of the pe people that they've killed. Okay, that's where that, he finds so much new stuff. That makes more sense yeah. to me. So, um, Pops arrives at the gas station where he finds the weird duffel bag. He finds a weird box and a duffel bag with a box in it with an ear in it. He's a detective, remember? And he finds all Super kinds of smart. clippings clipped to the wall. So rather than having Farmer Bob tell a story and a backstory about where the hill people came from, they completely, completely do away with that and make it into they are mutated people from nuclear testing that have been there for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, and he's been helping them kill people. And rather than have someone say that, uh, Buffalo Bill just looks at a board full of newspaper clippings that for some reason this guy is keeping all this evidence of his crime uh, pinned to a wall. And because he's a detective, he goes, oh, I see. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, um, Farmer Bob bites the big one and Pops shoots four of his six fucking fuck off dirty hairy bullets off at Crow's. Before getting noggin bashed by hill people. He just, this stupid idiot just shoots off most of his bullets. And then gets his fucking head knocked in anyway. Idiot. Idiot. Douchebag returns with souvenirs and his annoying personality. So now we're going to get to start to meet some of our hill people. They have no personalities, but they still have names. We open with Lumpy McHillperson. <laughs> he shows up in the trailer and he's touching Blondie's face. Oh yeah. she's sleeping. Uh, Baggy Pants is freaking out. But he's outside again and he interrupts Douchebag and Big Sis banging again in the station wagon right that doesn't happen uh then lumpy radios his brethren to set pop on fire set pops on fire and then they all are you because they go hey what the hey look that there's dad he's on fire we better go run over there and they leave babby unprotected and the blonde girl yes pops is graphically burned to death with bad cgi yeah. and uh the next hill person who okay I'm going to explain myself here because it's going to seem like I'm being tasteless. I called him Thirsty McHill Person because the first thing we see him do is rip the head off a bird and, and drink, drink the, the blood. blood. Unfortunately, the second thing we see him, one of the second things we see him do is sexually assault Big Sis, who is lactating because she's a new mom, and he uh, has Best a little suckle. Feet. So I called him Thirsty before I knew he was going to do that because he drank a bird. So I'm still calling him Thirsty. But I'm not making light of the sexual assault. I'm making light of him drinking a bird. But it wasn't titillating. No, it was not. None, that is true. None of the sexual violence. Yeah. And this is titillating. Thirsty and Lumpy run amok and they sexually assault Blondie first. Uh, Lumpy then finds the baby. Thirsty turns his attention to Big Sis. Uh, but then his um, assault is interrupted by Prayer Mom, whom he shoots again. Big Sis then stabs Thirsty with a screwdriver. And I was like, okay, here we go. We're going to twist it. We're going to subvert things. Nope, he shoots her in the fucking head. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that girl from Hocus Pocus just died. 
Yeah, so the the rape and everything was a lot more graphic. Way more graphic. Than the original. It doesn't... I don't think it crosses into titillation. No, but it... But it comes close. It was pretty... No, I don't think it comes close eh, to that. I just think it... I think it was gratuitous. It was a bit gratuitous, yeah. I guess this was the era of torture porn, but I felt that this was kind of like, it was unnecessary. It was not tasteful. No. And I realize tasteful is a weird thing to look for in a horror movie about hill people, but... You know what I mean. I do know what you mean, yeah. It wasn't, like, super bad, but... I but... remember, because I saw this movie back in high school, I remember it being way worse, and then you told me there was an unrated version. There so is, So I yeah. may have watched the unrated version. Yeah, we watched instead. the theatrical version, so it's possible the unrated version is worse. It's yeah. probable that the unrated version I is worse. I often like the theatrical versions more than the unrated versions in for that horror era, movies. Yeah. Well, in that era, unrated versions were a gimmick. That they would do after the fact specifically so that they could sell more DVDs. Well, because a lot of the time these horror movies have to take out a lot of things or modify things to get the R rating so yeah. that they don't get the. Yeah. And, but I don't think that's what this was. Yeah, rating? but I think this is more a case of them literally making extra stuff specifically for an uncut version that they never intend to submit, so that they can sell it again. Like Maybe. I didn't, I didn't get the impression from my reading that this was a case of like, oh, we had to make these cuts, so this was like the director's cut. No, this was literally just a a promotional gimmick. I guess, but in the first one, I didn't write it down, but on the, they had to cut a lot out to get the R rating. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, let's see. Oh yeah, so Beast then fucks up Droogie McCat person again. Dog's like the best part of this movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But as before, the hill people done stole the baby. Yeah. Douchebag and Beast head off to the mine to try and save the baby, armed with a bat. I loved the mines in this movie. I will. Uh, yes, I agree. The mines in this movie is a cool location. The mine is in the first movie, but we don't really see a lot of it. We just know that there's an abandoned silver mine, and we see that it looks like a cave that the hill people yeah. live in. But this one that has like cool tracks that go yeah. through, like the set was really, really cool. The set for design in this, this movie one. is very good. Uh, so he's armed with a bat. Uh, this time the hill people have a little village, which I thought was really great. It's one of those like nuclear test places like in Indiana Jones 4 when he nukes the fridge. It did look like that. It was really cool to see this and that's where site. The, yeah, that's where the hill it people live. It has like um, fake mannequins propped mm -hmm. up. Fake mannequins. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> Re welcome to realfakemannequins.com. <laughs> mannequins set up as props and it was think, just hey, Nicole, cool. If you think about it. What are fake mannequins if not real people? <laughs> are we the fake mannequins or are the mannequins uh, fake real people? Maybe. Douchebag gets brained by a fat bald hill person lady who sticks him in a chest freezer and we never see her again. We do see her once. Once. I, maybe. I don't remember. But like nothing. She also has no personality. She's just a fat bald lady who puts him in a freezer full of human bits, which looks cool. And then he climbs out of the freezer and he meets a patriotic hill person. Yeah, this is where it gets, like, really bloody. Yeah, and this is also where it... Well, I realized it was losing me because I didn't care about the hill people this time. And I also hated the family. See, I cared I cared about the family in this one. I thought the only one that was a douchebag was douchebag. Yeah. So, but yeah, and unfortunately, douchebag is our fucking protagonist. We're following this piece of shit that we hate because he tries to save his fucking baby. And yeah, he, I guess so he, he has this. some points with yeah. me that way. So he has this chat with this like chair bound patriotic hill person who is like 
singing the national anthem and then he like the hill person gives this stupid fucking speech about how like they were yeah, trying to take off their land and this was this their place you, you and this is what you us. did to us and this is what you get i'm just like this is cooler than like the weird hill people mutant personalityless dildos who live in a cool looking town fuck that yeah i i, thought I was annoyed the whole like nuke site and like no, the site the site was cool. Yeah, but great location. The whole like they really hammer home that that we did this and yeah, like look what we did. Need to I don't know. Yeah, it was just it a bit sucked. much. But then Lumpy McHill person breaks in with an axe and gives chase. The uh, whole fight scene was really was well done. But once again, as in the original, Beast is the littlest hobo and he saves the douchebag. So. um... Douchebag hides in this bathroom and he pulls like the bathtub in front of the door and he's standing there waiting. And then the fucking Lumpy crashes through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Like it's it's like amazing. Paper. The wall's it's made so of paper. great. I love that. Because it, the way, when it shows him waiting in front of the door, you see behind him is a window. I'm like, oh, he's going to come crashing through the yeah. window. And that's nope. just like, Smashes through the, through the wall. Like, Ta-da! It was, it was, it was <laughs> really amazing. funny. Uh, so... Uh, lump uh, crashes like a Kool-Aid man. They wrestle. Douchebag loses a couple of fingers in the melee, but a couple of improvised stabbing weapons later, and Douchebag emerges the victor. Then he kills uh, Neckbrace McHill person, who which is another Hill person we saw earlier, who's just walking around outside, but he's got a neck oh, brace wait. and traction for no apparent reason. He just has this neck thing. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Unfortunately, um douchebag is stupid and let the patriotic hill person live who radios who uses the radio say hey kill that babby but then the littlest hobo kills um uh patriotic as well right but too late thirsty goes to kill the baby but once again ruby has pulled the old switcheroo and it's a pig ruby was really like way more sweet in this movie she was yeah she was good then we get a hill person played by greg nicotero who did the special effects is chasing um uh, baggy pants, uh, whose pants fall down at this point, I might add. Idiot. That's why you don't... Stupid wait. low risen pants. Low risen. Low risen. Low risen. Uh, anyway, they once again home alone the trailer and blow him up. Uh, but it was a disappointment. And in, in the first one, like, the person who's chasing them and that they blow up is, like, the big boss man. Yeah. He's, like, the, he's a character. This was, like, a hill person that they just introduced at the last second. That's what I thought. I was like, so you killed a nobody, so... He's not gonna... You're still gonna, like, lose the baby and, like, yeah. did nothing. <laughs> so then, um, Thirsty shows up and Douchebag and Thirsty wrestle for the soul of America. But Thirsty somehow survives three point-blank shotgun shots. Uh, so Ruby has to tackle him off of a cliff. When he, when he shot him three times with the shotgun, I was like, well, it's a horror movie, so I know he's not dead. But he also just took three point-blank shots... With a fucking shotgun loaded with double odd buckshot. He's dead. But no, he literally gets up and runs at them. Yeah. And then Ruby tackles him off of a cliff, so Ruby dies too. She sacrifices herself. Which would be more touching if Ruby had been given anything to do. Or had had any... Like in the previous movie where she actually has scenes where she talks to her family. And we actually get the impression that she doesn't suck. She's just a fucky looking girl in this movie. I they disagree give her a little bit with that. I think the way... Um she acts uh, is actually a lot more sweet than the ruby in the original she actually has a bit more personality based on how she acts not on what she says they definitely make her more sympathetic seeming 
But I don't think she has more personality. And that's why I actually like the first Ruby. Because it doesn't make sense to me that she's, like, for no apparent reason, the one good hill person. In the first one, she's still not amazing. She's still a fucky hill person, but she's just not as bad as the rest of them. In this one, she seems like she's actually this, like... The she should just be like the girl in the secret garden, but with a fucky face. I don't know what the secret garden is. It's a, no, it doesn't matter. I oh, mean, I know what it is. I she's like the littlest. That. She's like the little princess, but with a fucky face. Yeah, I liked that. I thought she was really sweet. It didn't work for me. Uh, Baggy Pants and Blondie, they find an extra crispy Greg Nicotero, who is still technically alive, but then Blondie kills him, which is rad. They limp off with Douchebag and the Baby and the Littlest Hobo, and until tomorrow, they'll just keep moving on. So this was the ending that had been intended for the, the, the original. original, yeah. It wasn't better. It was. I liked it. I mean, it definitely had more of a closing. Yeah, I, I liked the ending better, and this one I liked that I cared about... The family more in this one. I, didn't. I know you didn't. I so here's the other funny thing. Like I know that we talked a lot about how the acting in the original wasn't great. The acting in the remake isn't that much better. I thought it's it was a little bit better. The dad is great. The rest yeah. of them were fine. I just thought that their whole like family dynamic was a lot more apparent in this one, and and I just it made me care more about them. I would say the only thing I like better about the remake is the, the production value. Like, it definitely is not a 30-cent movie. They spent some money on it. It looks pretty good. The set design is good. The effects are good. The makeups are good. Um, the hill people suck. They look cool, but they they are not as cool. The backstory of them is not as cool. No, and, and literally everything else is carbon copy almost down to the dialogue. Yeah, it was pretty close. I yeah, which, I really liked it. I thought I liked it too. It doesn't sound like I liked it at all, but no, I actually did. It's it. I thought it was fine. It, it, this movie is referred to as a torture porn. So if torture porn isn't your thing, you yeah, might not like this movie. Yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, I can see that element, element, but I don't feel like I would have thought that. The only part to me that bordered on being a little bit too torture porny was the rape scene that I thought yeah. was a little bit gratuitous. Not that you can have a tasteful rape scene, but you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was fine. But I do find it puzzling that this movie is one of the ones that gets pointed to as a better remake than the original, because it is not, in my opinion. I, I totally see where you're coming from on that, and I thought I would have that same opinion, because I, you know, in high school I really liked the remakes, all of them, a lot better than the originals. But as I've gone older and seen more films, I've come around to liking a lot of the originals better like the dawn of the dead and mm -hmm. i don't know what else right now but this one i thought i would feel that way and i didn't i did really like the remake oh. a lot better than the original i thought i really liked them both and for different reasons yeah. and i thought the 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 original definitely has strengths that the remake doesn't mm -hmm. but i just cared more about the family in the remake which made me more engaged in the movie I liked them both fine. Um, I think I would rewatch the original like tomorrow, and I don't care if I ever see the remake ever again. Like it was fine, but I'm good. I don't need to see it again. Um, I think that there are there's nothing except for the set design that the remake does better than the original, and the remake recreates. It is such a it is a really close remake with the minor exceptions, and the few things it changes aren't for the better. Like, the backstory of the farmer guy is not better. It's It makes way less sense. It's stupid here. It's not 
brilliant in the first movie either, but it's better. But I don't know. Yeah, but again, I liked them both, but I really liked the first, the original, and I thought the remake was good. I liked the acting a lot better in the remake. Um, I learned from doing some reading that Wes Craven actually spearheaded the remake because he saw how successful Texas, the new, the remake of Texas Chainsaw was, and which I have to rewatch because I Amityville I'm Horror. Curious. And so he like went out and looked for directors that he thought um, could do the, this remake. And I thought that was cool how involved mm-hmm. he was in it. That I is cool. That. Um, Aaron Stanford, who played the douchebag mm-hmm. in this one, he actually asked to not see any of the Hill people or their makeup. Until um, they were on set. Until they were on set, because he wanted to have like a genuine response and, and reaction to being cool. scared by them, which I thought was kind of cool. I wish that they had given the Hill people more characterization, yeah. because their makeup was good, but I also was like... I don't find melty people like they all look like the Toxic Avenger, and that's not. I mean, it's it's an impressive makeup effect, but it's not scarier than just fucky hill people. Hillbillies are way scarier than melty mutants. Like they were a bit more intimidating in. I don't know if they were because they come across as unhinged in the original, and they just come across as snarling beasts in the remake. Which is scary in its own way. But then they might as well have been, like, crocodiles. Yeah. Maybe. Whatever. Oh my god, what if they did it with crocodiles? The hills have crocs. Crocodiles have eyes? The crocodiles have eyes! Well, is he my did new go picture. on to make Crawl. He did, and it's a good movie. It's way better than this. <laughs> I did not that. Really? You like this better than Crawl? Well, I don't know. I really like Crawl. Crawl's also, great. Also, I have like a bit of nostalgia for sure. this movie because when when this movie came out is when I was actually allowed to start watching whatever I wanted. For listeners at home, that's when Nicole was twenty. No, it wasn't. This movie came out in two thousand and six. You were born in nineteen eighty six. Do the math. You were twenty years old. I feel like I saw this movie in high school. Well, you graduated in 04, so no. Anyway. You were in college. I was allowed to watch movies in high school. Not that many, though. (laughs) So I have nostalgia for these early, like, 2000s horror movies, and I am nostalgic for them. You had been insisting that you and I had seen this together before. I have never seen this movie. It's entirely possible we watched the opening credits, and I was like, let's make out, baby. I believe I was twenty. <laughs> I feel like I felt like I was like sixteen when I saw this movie. You were not. Hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that was the Hills Have Eyes. I would recommend seeing them both, but if you're only going to watch one, watch the original. Nicole. I say watch the remake. <laughs> if you're only going to watch one. Yeah. But you'd ra- you'd recommend them both, right? Yeah, I I'd recommend did. Them both I really too. did, and I liked doing them as a versus because they were had very different pros and cons. Yeah, it was it was an interesting one to compare for sure. It was neat to see like no money versus enough money. And that makes me think about like like if you made the original for no money and then you see the remake and it it got a better like better Everything. critical acclaim than your yours, but it had the budget that you didn't have. Like would you feel a little bit like I think that because you handpicked the director, you were in charge of production, you were a producer, and you probably got a bunch of money for it, you'd be like, fucking A! Probably, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And also, like, the original Hills Have Eyes had... They remade it for a reason. Like, it's a movie that people know and like. You know? Like, it's one of those classic horror movies that people talk about. 
it's been in the yeah totally so, yeah so anyway yeah that was that happy halloween happy halloween next month is november and that means that joey is back on his bullshit and i get to pick the movie mm-hmm. and uh because it's me and i as i said am back on my bullshit we're going to a japanese horror movie some 05j horror uh specifically like a found footage faux documentary called noroi the curse directed by directed and co-written by koji shija sorry koji shiraishi starring jin murakami fuck i can't talk starring jin muraki uh, he's a paranormal researcher investigating a series of mysterious events for a documentary. Cool, the poster looks good. Yeah, I'm very excited to see this. The, that's a poster, but there's another poster that's the one that I always see that made me want to watch this. Let's so find it and just show it to you. Be useless table than listening at home. Yeah, right. look at that. Look at that it's fucking like thing. a weird mask. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, it's cool. Spooky. Fun. Well, next month will be fun as well. Yes, and so that means that uh, another Halloween has drawn to a close. Thank you for being with us. And until next time, I am the creature Joey G. You all stay scary now.